new on CuriosityStream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Uh, my prediction is the market's uh, going to be, uh, well, you know, the increase in the interest rates. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to sl- and welcome to the Canadian Real Estate Show. If you aren't already subscribed, what the heck are you doing? It's that red button yeah. right there. Just You're in like four minutes already. You haven't subscribed? What are you thinking? Press it. Press it. No, I got What's showings today. I got, I got, uh, yeah, I got, I, got, I got lots of showings today, actually. Lots of showings today showings. at your own listing? Or are you with buyers? No, just buyers. Buyers going out to look at some places. One guy I got to go meet to talk to him about a sale, but uh, a listing, but uh, you know, things are, things are moving. You know, first of all, haven't we all figured out that trying to predict the market is never going to work? <laughs> like, hasn't, like, have we not learned anything over the last two years? Like, Tell is everyone me, just like, is what it Groundhog the, Day? But what would the point of us be if not to try and figure out What's going to happen next in the real estate market? Why the fuck does anybody else even everybody care to listen to, to this? Everybody wants to everybody know. Like, everybody as if wants the to know. Canadian real estate show has got some sort of inside information on the future. No, right? but what we do have and what we are not afraid to share is opinions. Mm. We have opinions and we are not afraid to state them. Even While I'm we'll pointing at the, the camera. We'll put it all on the line, right? Put it all on the we'll line. Put it all on the line. Look, yeah. I'm not afraid to look like an idiot on YouTube to four people. Are you? No, not at all. No. I, I look like a bigger idiot to more people than that every day. So Why? because you're on the show with me. No, just I'm just driving the car, just you know, down the highway in the wrong lane or something, you know. So PK. no big deal. Because I you're don't... so distracted working on all these showings. So hold on a sec. If I were to look at the articles that are that are out lately and if i were to get entwined in twitter i would think that things are really like cooling down and softening out there considerably and and not in a way where like prices have come down and like it's like really scary but like most realtors are like and they're not wrong i mean if we go from 30 showings a day to like maybe none I mean that's concerning. You may still sell the the house, but so- that's but that's where that's where the disconnect is. Is people are taking activity. They're taking the stats from like I did with Broker Bay. They're taking the information on how many showings and offers and phone calls and sign calls and all that kind of stuff uh, are, are happening, and they're saying, well, this means that the markets change. Okay, so let's look at the deal this week. So the deal this week was listed at $1.4 million. It was a town and end unit town in Roncesvalles. 
Um, I put it up on the 15th of March, offer date on the 22nd, one, one week. Okay. Typical. Total number of showings, 28. Not a lot, right? Three per day by my math. Is that wrong? No, four per day? Four per day. Four, four per day. day by my not, math. Not a lot, right? How many offers? Two. Uh, four. Four. That's, that's double what I said, TK. Right? That's a that's really good crazy. percentage, right? That's like you're starting, to get, you're starting to get into, you know, a high percentage of offers so that tell are me coming though, in. Those four offers, like if you were to look at offers four or six weeks ago, uh, like how would they compare these four? Are they all like way I think above? It's very, so first of all, it's sold for 500,000 over asking, even with only four offers. Was that the pricing strategy this time? Or were you a little more cautious considering what people are saying? And do it. Like um, people are no, re-strategizing. I, 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 I priced it based off of what was available. There was another one that was detached at 1.5 that had been sitting on the market for months. There was another one at 1,450,000 that was a better house. So I said, we need to go on at 1.4 so that nobody feels that they are able to get a better deal anywhere else. So we went on at 1.4. We were the best deal in all of Roncesville. And where did you actually think it was going to go to? I would have said somewhere in the ballpark of one seven and it went one nine something one nine yeah wow yeah. and this is roncesville okay so roncesville is basically like downtown toronto it's not quite downtown core but it's downtown it's hip it's cool yep. it's was cool. it a nice place? Like a walk to ronce no needed all the renovations you could think of and unit the town one nine and then, somebody was then, gonna have to put in money yeah big time and then two doors down a detached was listed for a million nine seventy five with an offer date and? so i think this helped People kind of go, oh, wow, like there's detach on the street that this could sell for way over asking. It, it was listed at 1975. It only sold for 2.1. It was like a wider lot detached in better condition. So, but that's how much they're going to have to end up at least in on, on the other one. Like they're going to spend 200 grand. To do I know my guys, my guys, my, my guys did really well. And uh, then the neighbor put up a coming soon sign directly next door to the one that I sold. So they're, they're ready. They're hot to try it. And then another guy on the street called us to say, hey, let's let's meet this week because we're interested, too. So definitely there is some activity out there. Right. And there's definitely some reasons to sell your property. And there's definitely good reasons to be out there buying. I'm seeing deals out there like I'm seeing deals happen that wouldn't have happened because what was the one I looked at this morning? The one I looked at this morning was in my uh, neighborhood in Scarborough, and it was um, one point eight. I believe it was. And it sold for like a hundred grand over asking on a really nice big house on a really nice lot, but it sold March 22nd. Right. So you're in, um, you know, the week after, uh, but most of the showings are happening during March break. Right. I know the numbers. I know what's going on out there. If sellers are motivated, they're, they're, they're just going to sell their property. Right. But I think that they left money on the table to be honest with you. Hmm. At one eight, this these these houses that they that like at least one nine. I mean, at least, not not a major difference, but at least one nine for a house on that street of that of that size, right? You think people are leaving money on the table now? It's like two I think weeks people ago been, it was bananas. People, people have been leaving money on the table for the last two years. It's crazy. Leaving money on the table for the last two when years. they're selling. Yeah, people are people. Honestly, what people are uh, what? is our guest in the waiting room or no? What, um, what people, is ye talking about, TK? Pe pe people are um, selling their homes 
for less money than they could have for, for a long time in this market. This is actually the riskiest market to sell in. It has been for the last two years. First of all, one, let's just state the obvious. If you just waited two weeks, you would have got more money for your house. Right? Ah. At, any, at any point in the last two years, you just ah. wait another month and you would have got more money. And not like no left. money. Like if you wait a month, yeah. it's like three and a half percent. And, you know, if your that, house is the average GTA single, two million, three percent yeah. on two million, you're making some dough. Yeah. The guys who sold in December could have sold at the end of January, like a few weeks mm. later, you know? Mm. So that was the first one. Second one is all these bully offers and coming soon signs and exclusive listings and selling it to your neighbor or your family member because you think that you're going to get a better deal. That's that's another way that people leave a lot of money on the table. So you think when we when we bought our house and uh, we went from like, we're not taking bully offers to all of a sudden, hey guys, they're taking another bully offer. We better put something in. Like, do you think that if they waited to hold back, we would have had, maybe, maybe I wouldn't know one, maybe. Um, I think if the agent, maybe I, if, oh, put it this way. If you guys didn't exist or if you weren't ready to make that offer yet, right? And they went with that other offer because obviously it was lower than what you paid. Because that's why they went with yours. Then they would have right. left money on the table because they didn't wait till the offer date. You mean they didn't go with our offer because it was from me? It was the price. I think, I think it, I, yeah, I, I think it was the um, the uh, the condition on leaving the patio furniture. I think they wanted the patio furniture to have a really good home. Yeah, you know what? Right? So so this yeah. is funny because I I thought it was like a huge score to get the patio furniture, and I thought it was huge that I got them to throw in the the TVs, right? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it turns out that all of the furniture is peeling and rusty, mm -hmm. and the TV, one of them does not work so well. <laughs> zero always, to hero, it, it, back it, it to always, zero. It always works out that way. <laughs> oh my God. Our guest is yeah. here and he is ready to go. We're going to bring him in. And why not? Let's go for a like a like Welcome. record. Hello. A like record. Welcome, a Josh. Like record. Josh. Hey, how are you guys? Math. Great. Hello. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. I'm not as good as TK, but I'm doing okay. He's he's great. 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 How are you doing well, Daryl? I am fan. Josh, I don't know if you checked out the show at all or if you have any um, experience doing podcasts or anything like that, but you know, we're just, we're bringing you on today. You know, you've got uh, some experience in the real estate world, what people own and what they do with their homes. So we want to talk to you about that, but we're also sure. super laid back. We're not looking for a technical show. We're looking for just good conversation today so that people out there are listening and that they're all going to be uh, happy that they tuned in. I'm going to give yeah. you a brief little intro. Um, so Josh is from OnHive, uh, the custom smart home and business automation. They install affordable smart home systems for security, network, cl uh, climate, lighting, home theater, digital audio, and more. Well, well the name OnHive, like what does that even mean? Well, I guess in some ways it came about, uh, I guess we're thinking about nature, what, what nature builds houses. Uh, so B generally builds infrastructures, bees, yeah. and that's a hive. A hive is a connected network um, because, you know, each honeycomb has pathways that you could get to, uh, yeah. to different parts of the, the hive. And uh, the on part comes like online. So on hive, we put, we put infrastructures, houses, and um commercial businesses into the digital age. People watch this show and they don't even know what they're getting into half the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. See, you got to be really yeah. like, you know. Uh, and then you have companies like Canadian Tire. Like, who goes there for tires? It doesn't. Yeah. Matter. Yeah. Exactly. Same Seriously. doesn't matter. It's all about Seriously. the service. Anyway, so you do uh, smart home technology, and I guess that must be booming right now, would it be, or is it? What's going on in that space? Yeah, it's been booming. Uh, to your point, Daryl, it's been booming um, at a, I guess, a, a, at a really impressive pace. Uh, to be honest, uh, I think twenty twenty two they forecast like the market uh, in North America to be about three point three billion, and then, you know. Uh, it's probably compound annual growth rate is going to be around 25%. Also, uh, 2020 with the COVID and like working from home uh, trend, we saw a huge uptake on uh, network infrastructure. And it just became very obvious to architects specking uh, projects and builders and uh, interior designers that as part of the package, um, not including automation would be a mistake. I think uh, what made the big difference was the, like the retrofitting with like Apple home kit and all that kind of stuff. I think that's yeah. what made the big jump is because having your home already wired. I mean, most of our houses are not wired. So it's like, that's right. How, how is that ever going to work? But as soon as yeah. it became retrofitted and you could just basically make everything inside your house be automated, people were like, Oh, this is cool. And then as people saw more, then they're like, Oh, well you can even do a better job if you wire it and you can have even more connectivity if you do this from the beginning. And, you know, some people would do it during major renos and stuff, but I think yes. as a home builder, this should be like how, cause I don't even know if they're wiring phones and cable anymore into, into houses. Right. Like maybe, the, maybe some ethernet lines like dedicated yes. ethernet. Yeah. You put some like, cat six or seven or something, but like yeah, to, to do a phone now. or a cable line through a yeah. new home. They don't do that time. much. Yeah. They don't do much anymore. Yeah. Um, I think it is so important um, for, I guess, all builders to consider because I guess, you know, we, we, I keep in touch. Like I try to focus on research and like try to uh, see where the market trend is going towards and uh, Wakefield research came out recently with a study that, or, or a survey and a study that they found out that 86% of uh, I guess millennials and Gen Z's would pay more for a property that already has smart home features built in. Yeah. It wouldn't be smart to like do a development without having those as sure, options sure. yeah, that it's, you could it's add a, on. It's an incentive. Yeah. yeah. And, and but that's do we on the build see side. Do we see it in new, new that, subdivisions that, and in condos? Like I know we may see little tiny things. Yeah. I, I know a, a friend of mine did a, a development up in uh, Collingwood and one of their features was like smart technology, but I think maybe they had like a touchpad and like. Yeah. It would generally system. be like something like simple. Like it would, yeah. It'd be like a nest thermostat and a doorbell. Yeah. Uh, uh, something simple like that or. Uh, but just, just yeah, roughing I mean, in the wiring, just roughing in the wiring. When are we going to like, see the whole wall be a screen in every room of the house and like, you know, like how we picture Bill Gates. Oh, LEDs. When, is, when yeah. is every room in every house going to just be a screen that you can manipulate and you can turn on and off the lights? And like, what, when are we going to see that future that we've seen in the movies? I guess when you're worth a billion dollars, like it will probably be pretty, <laughs> pretty possible. Daryl's getting close. Daryl's getting Tomorrow. close. He's working on a few things. Oh, he's, I got to wait until next there. week. So we can't really so, use this as an indicator of anything, can we? Like this is not no, a leading or lagging indicator of anything. No, it's just people no. with disposable income. Yeah. 
Some okay. agents have a tough time turning on and off. Agents are lazy, right? Like, let's not get crazy. <laughs> hey, let yeah. me ask you a question. Like, yeah. What, what percentage of your clientele are investors? Like that are bought a rental property and brought you in to do some work? Yeah. So this is a good, this is a, I would probably say uh, there's a good about 40% of those, like 40 Wow. Yeah, but they're, and what they're are they important. putting in? Like thermostats and doorbell yeah. cameras and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, thermostats, doorbells, uh, exterior cameras, uh, furnace some of monitors. Them, any of them? Yeah, furnace monitors. Some of them are putting out uh, leak sensors, uh, just because you know if they have like three split apart. Oh, for the pressure and, and the water lines. Well, well, like no, a, yeah, just leaks happen. Like they don't want the leaks uh, propagating through like different floors. So if they have like a threeplex with like three different apartments, they're yep. trying to. Make sure that, but but is this know. on the water line? Yeah, this is on the water. But the line. water pressure goes like in a way that it senses yeah. it's a leak. It shuts off the main valve. Yeah, you can yeah, have yeah. that, uh, and you can yeah. also have a that's a shutoff valve, and then you can also have sensors like individual leak detectors um, yeah. in different areas that you think are leak prone or potentially leak prone. So you'd have one in the bathroom, you'd have one uh, close to a kitchen sink, you know, stuff like that. What, what about water water meter? Uh, have you have you started to install those? Because landlords now what they're putting on is they're doing individualized water meter re readers. And so yeah. when you have a triplex with only one city water meter, each unit, each fixture gets its own meter so that they can calculate it to build the tenants. Do you guys do that? Yeah, we don't do that. That has to be done by... Uh, That's friggin' cool. Yeah. Um, so, do, so do you think yeah. all these people moving out, outside for work from home with their tech and their Wi-Fi coverage and security and all that kind of stuff, do you think they're all making the right decision? Like there was an article about a week ago where realtors were noticing a trend of people buying these micro units back downtown. And they were saying that, you know, everyone's just regretting their purchase outside. And like, I don't know where those guys are. They're not calling me. I don't have anybody moving back to the city here trying to, trying to buy a micro unit. Maybe it's happened a few times, but like, do you think that what's happened with everyone moving out of the city and flocking to all these small towns? Is that, is, is that here to stay? Yeah, I think it's think here. The Wi-Fi coverage is, is going to be enough for them. Uh, yeah, I think most of the in most areas, like the Wi-Fi coverage is really good. Uh, I mean, there's infrastructure, you know. Uh, I think if there's a if there's a, if there's a good amount of population density, there is infrastructure. Um, Do we need infrastructure anymore? Don't we have uh, satellite? No, definitely we need infrastructure. I think uh, we need just Starlink on, satellites. Yeah, Starlink satellites is becoming more commonplace in like uh, in the northern territories. Uh, I mean, well, I should say north of GTA, not like Nunavut. Is that where you're talking? Yeah, about? not Nunavut. No, he's yeah, talking I mean, like Vaughn. No, no, no. Territories. No, more like uh, Aurelia and beyond. East Willembury. Aurelia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the northern <laughs> continent. All right. Yeah. I get um, it. I get it. But yeah, no, I think uh, infrastructure is definitely going to be a huge. Uh, aspect of it and, you know obviously they're upgrading the 5g and they're, they're going to bring that into the inner cities first and then they're going to expand out um and i think that's going to make a huge huge change in, in tech but to answer your question uh but i think uh, yeah it's it's here to stay i think uh people will either do hybrid where they do three days home two days office kind of thing um i really don't picture five days a week in the office um being sustainable maybe i guess over in over the long period of time uh unless it's like a, a a job that requires that um i don't necessarily see it being a a trend where a lot of people 
like uh, I guess come back to Toronto or something. But I guess they might get closer to Toronto. Maybe they might come. They might come to Mississauga or something. But nobody uh, wants. To go. Are you in Mississauga? No, I'm not in, in Mississauga. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to Mississauga. That's you know. Yeah. It's a t- tough oh, place, everybody's tough busy to trying to there. get into Brampton. Yeah, <laughs> Brampton's way better. Brampton's, Brampton's way booming. Better. Anybody doing smart technology in Brampton? Those houses are friggin' expensive. Yeah, now. the houses yeah, are I really did. expensive in Brampton. Holy like, yeah. shit! There's a lot of new development there, so there's been a ton of new houses. Like you look at sort of proximity to the to the core in the west part of Toronto, and there really isn't many options other than Brampton if you want like a new house. There's been yeah. a few in Vaughan. There's been a few in Mississauga. There's been a few here. And is there. that going? So is that going to from Brampton to Caledon and like up there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think it really matters anymore. As long as they have like water and gas, you're you're good to make a granite countertops. Yeah, who needs granite? That's all they want: water, gas, and some granite countertops, and they'll and they'll pay one point (laughs) four million. Yeah, (laughs) I don't even want need to see it. You said granite one point four. Yeah, do you, Josh? do Do you do you fear like? Do you fear anything? Like, do you, do you see that all these people are moving out? You know, you hear about interest rates going up. You see that people have been spending way more money on houses. Like, is that, maybe you just don't think like that. You know, maybe that's just not something that occupies your space. But uh, is there ever concern? Are you ever like, man, the market seems really just unstable? Is yeah, that ever yeah, something that you think about? Yeah, of course. As a business owner, I think it's important that that is part of your strategy and thought process. Um, otherwise, uh, you kind of, deer in the headlights when when events do take place um like for example we know material is going up right we know uh all kinds of material like copper nickel like um you know even lithium um all these uh materials are going up commodities are going up um you know and you know that i guess national debt is high People are broke right now. People have got yeah. their, their debt, their debt to income ratios up higher than ever. You've got people who are struggling. Businesses yeah. have really seen like a really tough time. Like there's obviously businesses who are more successful than ever, but there's some businesses who have seen a really tough time. The ones that are more successful, a lot of them have rising costs and staffing yes. issues and, and things like that yeah. too. So yeah. I don't know what their profits are like, yeah. but you know, there's, there's a lot of concern. And, and then here's all the yuppies putting home automation into their homes, you know, like, it's the middle class doesn't want to hear that, right? They're just like, what do you mean you need to have a safe room or you need to have a camera on your dog house? You know, like, come on. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, actually, the, middle, the whistle, the dog will come. Yeah. But surprisingly, the middle class uh, do spend quite a bit of money on automation. But it's like, when I say automation, it's like, it seems kind of general, but you got the AV side, you got the security side, um, you got temperature control and everything else uh, in between there. So, like, they are spending, but not at a high frivolous kind of unnecessary showboating uh, type of way, but more so in an economical and um, I guess necessary or key areas. Um, also that areas that they know that will bring value down the road if they do sell the house. Uh, let's, to another let's, let's, let's talk about the high-end homes. When I go into the areas like Forest Hill and Rosedale and areas that have got new custom homes, their systems alone are six figures. Like you're talking $200,000 for their yes. whole system yeah. right, together. Oh that's, God, yeah. more, that's just what more. I know. So it could be I more. Built yeah. a, I built a karaoke room for a client once that must have been 600,000 for the one room. And it yeah. was like, I don't know, we had microphones and speakers and a TV. 
Yeah, no, I don't know about that. That number seems a bit overinflated. <laughs> no, it's crazy my, because all the paneling and the sound. The contract, the contractor was inflating those prices. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it, it, it was not like only microphones and speakers. There was some serious technology. The, the TV alone was probably $40,000 back then, right? Oh, back then, yeah. Okay. So we're talking maybe 15 years ago. Okay. Right, right. And definitely there was a lot of profit in there for me. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. I mean, what the hell am I doing sure. it for, right? Your karaoke like, room, the total bill is $600,000. Um, yeah. I, mean, I can't even say that with a straight face now. But, but listen, the house is $5 million. Mm-hmm, and people yeah. are throwing money around like it's crazy. And you know what? You, you, you put a quote out in anything. And I'm sure, you know, Josh could speak to this. Nobody even knows what the, what the scope of work is when you're writing the quote. It doesn't end up as the same scope at the end. So it's like you can put all kinds of numbers. If you get a quote from some, if you say the exact same thing to four different AV guys, you're getting four different quotes in four different price ranges with four different sets of components and you could even give somebody a piece of paper that says this is exactly what i want and you'll have prices all over the board and and you know what all those guys will have different costs across the board right it's all it's all Mm -hmm. craziness but like how much what's like the average price that somebody does spend with you uh so really like okay so it depends like so there's different ways right like majority of the expenses come on like AV systems, right? Uh, and also the control system you use. So let's say you're, you know, you have 12 zones of audio, you, you want to build, build a home theater, uh, you want to do lighting automation, and you want to do all these like features. Uh, and you and it's not like you're doing lighting automation for like certain areas or like zones in the house, you're doing like the entire house. And like, you know, um, so in that in that scenario, You'd have uh, in that scenario, it would be quite a quite a quite an expensive bill. Like you know, you're looking at anywhere between eighty to one hundred fifty thousand. Um, whereas you know, you could do it anywhere like between twenty and forty thousand, or five and fifteen thousand. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you had like two or three zones of audio, which for most houses, like under, I guess for houses under three thousand square feet, like we have done projects that are like 15,000 and under, or we've done projects that are, you know, under 30,000, you know? Um, But if you went to a house in Forest Hill and it was like clearly like a $10 million house that was being custom built, chances are you're going to write that quote based on the house that you're in. Because if you bring a $200,000 quote to the guy who just bought the house in Brampton for $1.4 million, yeah. he's going to look at you and say, Josh, are you kidding me? What the hell is this? $200,000 yeah, yeah. for some speakers, right? Exactly. It's also the requirement, right? Like you're, you're figuring out what the requirement is, right? So you're basing yeah. everything on requirement. Like, it, like you'd be kind of stupid to like go in with, no idea of requirement and then just yeah certain level on, of like, speakers and, yeah yeah and just things you know, like try that. to sell a try to sell a, sell a ferrari to a guy that is looking for an economical like toyota camry or like a honda civic and exactly he's going to be looking at you like wow you're completely yeah. clueless um you know what i mean so i think in, in my in my job i get a bunch of people who can only afford the economical toyota corolla but they want the ferrari that's my job 
right? Yeah, everybody, everybody I go out with is always thinking that the Ferrari is just around the corner. If they just yeah. go, if they go look at just one more property, maybe they'll find yeah. a seller who's willing to take less. Yeah. Right? But, but yeah, so yeah. At that point you got to find like either manufacturers that are kind of fit their budget and then you got to be kind enough to like, or humble enough to like actually help them like, you know, say, okay, listen, these are your limitations and this is what we can do. Let's work with what, like, you know, let's work with some of the key areas and like help you out and get this at least, you know, get you a good network, get you some of the, you know, basic AV things that you would want, like, you know, your wants and nice what, to haves. What what right? we need is government incentives. That's the answer, Daryl. Yeah. Okay. We need government, government programs for, to install for... smart automation. There needs to be a way that the government says, okay, you know what? If everybody's got right. automated homes, we're going to use a less, less electricity. Right. Yeah. And that yeah, if we yeah. can have a government program for people to get for every switch, they get $25 for every light fixture they have, you know, whatever yeah. furnace shut off, like all the little things, rental property incentives. If you go and do this, this, this on your rental property, you're going to get a tax break because you're making it safer for tenants to live. That will speed up the, the home automation industry. Yeah. It's kind of also like what they're doing with the, you know, you're probably wondering why, it's so hard to get windows and doors and stuff like that. It's because there's a, a rebate, an incentive for like, uh, you know, uh, if you get a three pane window uh, as an EcoStar Energy uh, yeah, it's waste, uh, three rebate, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, but I'm saying the government is providing rebates mm -hmm. for stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, to your point. Triple pane's an, up, it's an upsell. The government's yeah. going to have plenty of subsidies they need to hand out. I don't know if smart home technology is going to be one in the near future. They're going to no. have to, no, like soon we're going to be getting food stamps to help pay for bread. Okay. You think? But imagine <laughs> if you had a bread maker that would turn yeah. on every morning so that you had fresh bread when you got home from work. They wouldn't Boom. have to give out those food stamps. Well done, right? TK. Well done. Okay, Mr. Josh, tell us where people can find you how we can get in touch with you and give yourself a little plug. We're coming to the end of the show right now. Yes. Well, we make uh, sure we get that out of the way. Yeah, well, you can find us uh, on Instagram at onhive, uh, O-N-H-I-V-E, and you can see uh, you know, the type of work we do. Um, you can also go to our website, www.onhive.ca. Um, and if you ever want a quote, you can always send to info at onhive.ca and uh, Get, yeah, uh, your, your, your staff, the person that I was communicating with to get you on the show, they were very uh, easy to get a hold of and uh, definitely yeah. somebody to uh, to reach out to. Yeah, this yeah. is cool, right? Look at all those little buttons. Check out the website. That would be a, yeah. that would yeah, be a good start. Yeah, kind of help you out. Yeah, good start. Yeah. And uh, add on Hive if you want to see the type of work we do and like uh, just get an idea or feel for what we, uh, the type of execution we, we pull off. All right, we've got a little tradition here at the end of our show, which is the guest is going to predict whether the market is going to be going up or down over the next 12 months. What's your prediction, Josh? Uh, my prediction is the market's uh, going to be, uh, well, you know, the increase in the interest rates. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to sl slow down a little bit, but it's going to go back up. It's going to continue to go up, going up because uh, you've got immigration opening up and people... Uh, flooding the market. He's a bull. He's a bull. The market's going up. To speed the moon. bump. Speed bump. And then to the moon. To the moon. Yeah. Speed awesome. bump and to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank we you so it. much. We appreciate it, Josh. Thanks a lot, Daryl. Thanks a lot, uh, TK. Appreciate, appreciate you guys uh, having me. No problem. Right, no problem. We'll All the best. Talk to you soon. Uh, All the best. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Cheers.
on CuriosityStream. Grab your decoder ring. We're cracking the world's most famous encryptions. From the mom who took down the mob to the Zodiac Killer. See how the pros hide their secrets in plain sight on Cracking the Code. Plus, it was impossible to recruit intelligence agents without recruiting war criminals. Meet the retirees of the Third Reich who gathered Cold War intelligence for the U.S. on Nazis in the CIA. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.